Jesus says in Revelation 3, 5, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Revelation 3, 5. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. To me, this indicates that a person's name can be blotted out of the book of life. I think this motivates us to overcome. But when we're born again, really born again, it's been my experience that we are so grateful to God for removing us from our previous life and putting us in a godly life. Who would want to go back and live as they lived before in various sins? We turn to God with the problem and ask God to help us, and we overcome through that which God brings to our mind in the midst of the problem. And Jesus says when we overcome, he won't blot our name out of the book of life. Faith in that by God that he spoke and doing that which God brings to our mind is overcoming through God. Do not deceive yourself into thinking you can continue to live in sin after you are born again and enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said to the woman taken in adultery in John 8, this woman was brought before Jesus. He said to her, Go and sin no more. He forgave her, but he said, Go and sin no more. Paul tells us the following. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate homosexuals, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards. Some people today in the medical field call drunkenness a disease. It's a sin. Drunkards will not inherit the kingdom of God nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So do not deceive yourself into thinking 
that you can live just any way that you prefer and enter into the kingdom of heaven. We conform ourselves day by day, year by year, month by month, to Scripture. And then we change and conform to the Scripture from within. We look at that Scripture enough, and then we can do that Scripture. But it's not a matter of just saying you're born again, going forward at a church, being baptized in water, saying, I received Jesus, and then you go on and live the way you used to live. If you've really been born again, you're a new creature. You're totally different. We have a woman in our church group right now that was raised Baptist. She committed adultery. She had two children, married the man, divorced the man, married another man, which is adultery, according to the Bible. I said to her once, but you wouldn't do that again, would you? See, she wasn't even born again when she was a Baptist. That's not unusual. So many people go forward and are baptized in water and aren't born again. I was one of them. But I said to her after she was born again, but you wouldn't do that again, would you? And she said, oh, no. If we're really born again, born of the Spirit of God, if God talks to us and causes us to be born again by His Spirit, that's totally different. She had lived as a drunkard with the second husband, had two children. He stayed home and took care of the children. One day she said something happened to her. She didn't have an experience where God spoke a word to her, but something happened to her. And she went home and told her husband, said, I'm not going to drink again. I'm going to quit drinking. Well, he had heard that so many times. She said, this time it's different. Now, she did go to AA. She didn't know what else to try. But she was changed by God from the inside. In Ezekiel chapter 36, God says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. You won't be the same. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. From that point on, it's different. I know after I was born again, I was completely changed. I had been sitting on that bed one night, and God spoke to me, not in an audible voice, just in the terms of a thought brought to my mind. That's the Holy Spirit. And God said to me, Joan, you know these mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sin. And I went, oh, sin. I thought they were mistakes. 
and many people think their sins are mistakes. But when you have the Holy Spirit reveal to you the truth, that's being changed. You're really changed then. You are a new creature. You are recreated from within, not from without, not from your mind, but from God himself. He gives you a new heart and a new spirit. Ezekiel 36. God told this to the prophet Ezekiel, that the time would come that he would give his people a new covenant. And he describes the new covenant in this section of scripture. God says, starting at verse 23, And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. We have profaned his name before we were born again by telling things that were describing God which wasn't true. Profane is to take the name of God, the word of God, and change it in talking with other people. Change it. Change the scriptures. Which ye have profaned in the midst of them, and the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. They see you, that you're different. Something happened to you. It's very obvious. The woman that had been the drunkard, her daughter came to her stepfather and said, Is mom all right? She's so different. They see how different you are when you are born again. My mother was born again when I read Deuteronomy 18 to her about witchcraft. She'd always loved supernatural things like horoscopes and fortune tellers. When I read Deuteronomy 18 to her, well, we'll read it, and then I'll tell you what she said. It was brought to my mind one day to read Deuteronomy 18 to her. I was visiting her. She lived in another city after I was born again. I went into her kitchen and opened a cabinet door to get uh, something, uh, some coffee. I reached up to get a coffee cup, and I noticed some Zodiac mugs that were in the cabinet. I had given those to her because she loved horoscopes. Before I was born again, I gave them to her. This time, I took a garbage bag and started putting the Zodiac mugs in the garbage bag. She was sitting there watching me. I didn't say a word. She did. She said, stop, what are you doing? I want to keep those. You gave those to me. I didn't say one word. I put them in the garbage bag, opened the door of the house, went out to the alley where the garbage dumpster was, 
took the sack and beat it against the wall of the dumpster until I broke the mugs so no one else could use them, and I threw it in the garbage. When I went back into the house, she was just sitting there, saying nothing. I went into my bedroom and got my Bible because I heard this scripture and I knew I was to read it to her. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 9. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, when thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations, there shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination or an observer of times, or an enchanter or a witch, or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. After I read that, she didn't say anything. She just sat there. And I just sat there. And then she looked up and said, Well, I guess we better not do that anymore. She was born again with that. I went back to Dallas and I got a letter from my uncle who lived in the same city where my mother lived. And he said, Your mother has changed. She's really changed. She's really different now. That is being born again. My experience is this. After you're really born again, you don't want to do those sins that you did before. You're ashamed of what you did before. You may not have known they were sins when you were doing them, but you know after you're born again, because you have in you now the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth in you. So you know. Now, I went forward when I was 15 at my aunt's church. My mother and dad didn't go to church, but my aunt did. And I went forward and I was baptized in water. My life didn't change one bit. I just went on pursuing my own ambitions. I was about 15 at that time. Years later was when God spoke to me and told me that my mistakes were actually sins. And I was totally changed. And after that, I didn't want to be with the people I had been with before. I wanted to be with church people. I wanted to be with people of God. I wanted to read the Bible. I wanted to go to church. I was completely changed. Because now the Spirit of God is in me. 1 Corinthians 
chapter 3, verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? So when you're born again, you have the Spirit of God living in you, the Spirit of truth. You are changed completely from that person you once were. Let's return and read Ezekiel 36. This is, to me, such an exciting scripture. I've often met people and thought, oh, all they need is a new heart and a new spirit. A spirit from God, a heart from God. That's all they need. Start at verse 22. God says, Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen, whither ye went. And this is the new covenant that God is describing. Verse 23. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them, and the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I be sanctified in you before their eyes. In the New Covenant, God shows that he is accepting the Gentiles for salvation. Verse 24. For I will take you from among the heathen. He's going to remove us from the ones that we were so interested in being around before. And put in us a new heart and a new spirit, which causes us to follow him. So I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Verse 25, Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit. And I will put my spirit within you, says God, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. To the Jews and Gentiles both is given the new covenant, the New Testament church, paid for by the blood of Jesus, where your sins and my sins are paid for by Jesus. In the Old Covenant, they had to give the blood sacrifice of animals to appease God up through the Old Covenant. But now Jesus has paid for our sins once for all. Jesus says in the time of the great tribulation, the time of the great troubles that God brings upon the earth to judge the earth, 
The love of many will grow cold, Matthew 24. But he that endures to the end, the same will be saved. But the love of many will grow cold. I believe that that is the love of many in the churches will grow cold. And some in the churches don't even have a love for the Word of God. They don't love the Bible, the Scriptures. They love the tradition of men in the churches. They love what their grandmother, grandfather told them. They love the things like that. But it's not a love of the, of the Word of God that they love. They love their churches. They love the stained glass. They love the buildings. They love their pastors. And they love the music and the pageantry. But it's not a love of the Word of God. So we have a lot of things going on in churches. But he that overcomes is the one that will be taken by Jesus into heaven. He that overcomes through the word of God, through doing what God says. And we overcome trial by trial by trial throughout this life. We overcome through God by simply saying, God help me. It's as simple as that. And then we do what we hear from God. The devil will bombard you with thoughts, negative thoughts. When I was about 81 years old, I was hit one morning by a bunch of negative thoughts. What are you going to do if you get to where you can't walk? You can't live here. If you can't walk, you'll have to move some. Where else, what are you going to do? And I said, God, help me. Instantly, I heard, God will supply all your need. Oh, well, if God supplies all my need, I don't have a need, do I? So the devil fled when I heard that word and said, that's right, God will supply all my need. The devil flees when you hear from God and believe God. That is the scripture, Philippians 4.19. My God, Paul says, will supply all your need. I know that's true, but the devil will hit you with thoughts to see if you will turn away from the word of God. And because iniquity abounds, many people will lose the love that they had for the scriptures. Cling to the scriptures and you won't lose it. But also, Jesus says in Matthew 24, if the days were not short, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, the days will be shortened. We also see that some of the elect will be there at the time of the Great Tribulation. Get your doctrine straight. Many churches preach false doctrines, 
on various subjects. We are to establish our doctrine by searching the scriptures, by depending on God to show us the truth and clinging to the word God shows us, clinging to the Holy Scriptures. In the last days, Paul says, evil men will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 2 Timothy 3, 13. But continue thou in the things that you have learned from God. And hold on to the Holy Scriptures. For all Scripture is inspired by God. And it's profitable for our correction of ourselves. And establishing ourselves. 2 Timothy 3, 16. Thank you for allowing me to share these things with you today.